I think coming back to that surrender piece of how do we ground ourselves in trusting them? That I'm not in control. The it isn't up to me. And for me, one of the biggest things is I've got to remember that I'm, I don't have a soul's purpose. I had many. My desire, my purpose, my desires, like people's like, oh, find your life purpose. I'll figure out your life purpose. I'm like, I got 17,000 purposes. There's a couple fundamental. And the only reason why I know the fundamentals is because they've just shown up right. in the majority of what it is that I've done over the years. So when I try to ground myself in trusting that empty space, it's me reconnecting to, oh, right. What has been the base foundation of what it is that I've done? And how can I align myself with something that would have those things in most it? Connected to. Right, most connected to. Um, do those things make my make me money? Sometimes no. Oops. No. You know, do they cost me money? Sometimes yes. yes. They yep. do, right? But I gotta just trust that. So this is take two, <laughs> or take seven, or take yeah. eight, yeah, we'll see, but here we are, here we are, this, this time is... we're going live, yeah. <laughs> this video, is... <laughs> we figured this backdrop was probably the best mm -hmm. backdrop for our first live Launch. video, yeah, mm -hmm. of season two, mm -hmm. um, be your brilliance, your brilliance, yeah, exactly, we have been, well, man, that's so, so gorgeous, so first of all, do you like the setting, yeah, beautiful, we, did, we didn't fly it in for us, but yeah. we actually had to fly to it. <laughs> in saying yeah. that, that is, a, like I said earlier, it's a, an incredibly rare circumstance that this woman and I are here together by ourselves without kids and husband, your husband. Work. Uh, work, yeah. Although, and me taking <laughs> the week yes. off. Yeah. The week off. Um, and then being able to be here, um, you know, just in a beautiful, easy, comfortable environment to connect to inspiration and mm -hmm. to remember who we are and to, yeah, to, to talk to each other and then to potentially share it with you. And that's actually all that this is about is us mm -hmm. chatting with each other like we have for years and years and, uh, and then sharing it in case it might actually support and help other people. So maybe. Yeah, so we're going to share the environment with you a little bit. And if you know where we are, then... We're at the Mokes. And if people know Fantastic. where the Mokes are, then they know what beach we're on. This is my first time on this beach, though I've heard of it. I actually have a picture of it in my bathroom. It's <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, yeah, it feels, it feels pretty inspiring here. So we were, we were playing in the water and cooling off, and... Uh, as we do, got into a conversation, and then we thought, you know what, let's do it. Let's try and wing this on the beach in our, you know, whatever setup we got going. Beach so, hair, don't care. Um, so that we can share where we were going. So we were just admiring the beautiful scenery and the homes and the, um, 
you know, just the, the, the essence of as humans that we need to feel connection to each other and nature and beauty mm-hmm. and um, and just that how necessary it is to experience and have vitality to do that. Mm-hmm. And what is vitality? Mm-hmm. Very and true. What does that look like? And I think sometimes we focus on, on certain ways, certain aspects, but maybe we overlook it in our lives in other ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know that, I mean, vitality is a... It's, it's an overlapping of things. Like I said we were, we were earlier when I was saying that it's, you know, my intention in with myself, but also in any circumstance, relationship, whatever I'm in, is to help inspire, in, you know, mm-hmm. to elevate, in, you know, bring myself and other people to a higher, more vi- higher vibration, mm-hmm. better place, whatever that is. But the overlapping is in all areas of your life. You can't have physical vitality without emotional, mental vitality, Mm -hmm. financial vitality, relational vitality, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's a major, it's just, it's a commitment. And like you were saying, sometimes it comes naturally too when you're brought up in an environment and you've cultivated the habits Mm -hmm. of nurturing and taking care of that, you know? Yes. And in certain aspects. <laughs> we have a drone above drone us. Above us. <laughs> yeah, this um, is and in certain aspects, too. Yeah, it comes naturally maybe because your family um, cultivates that or True. has been that way. But um, but I don't think we talk about, like, I think, obviously, in my profession, vitality is, I think people equate it to energy. Like, oh, I feel vital. It means I oh. have energy or um, capacity. I use coffee. For yeah. No <laughs> coffee. Um, yep. But I think it's so much more. And even when we talk about those things too, like you said, whether it be emotionally, relationally, you know, financially, you know, you could also, I would think, interchange that with having success in those areas, right? And that sometimes we define success in only one area, um, like financial success, but maybe you're compromising your emotional self or your physical self or you know working long hours or whatever that might be so just the what does vitality mean what does it mean to you like when you think about the encompassing of how you want to experience life by doing by being in that well first and foremost I think I don't give a shit how long I live I really don't you know I die tomorrow I'd be like love you guys see you later as long as I die fast but because suffering sucks so (laughs) But in saying that, um, for as long as I'm a human being living this human experience, I want to be as fully capable as possible to be able to say yes to experiences, to be able to say yes to adventures and new things, and and even just say yes to conversations and and sleeping well, you know, or whatever. having the the most full experience of my life and so what is the definition of vitality to me or not definition but vitality is just being able to be as fully capable as possible in in any phase or stage of my life Mm -hmm. the other thing too was trust me you know the first 25 years of my life was a different vitality than the next 
20 right. years of my life and so on. Yeah, it's seasons almost, right. yeah. Um, and, you know, being humbled at early 30s with life basically saying, hey, you might have overdid, <laughs> you might have overdid your, in ways, your 20s with the elite athletics and the focus on physical vitality. Not even, I guess, focus on physical vitality, but it, I just, I just push everything to a limit. So it was, it was physical, mental, emotional. Oh, I can do it all. Oh, I'm atypical, driven, ambitious. Let's do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Just constantly, 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 not wanting to stop, slow down, whatever. But in the, in my early thirties, when I met you, she's like, do you know what adrenal fatigue is? I'm like. Oh. She's like, it's going to take a couple of years. I'm like, okay, let me just go back and to you're bed. like, what supplement do I take? I'm like, no, no, this is going to take a while. <laughs> like, I, I don't like you right now. I'm not sure how to yes. take this. Um, but in that phase of healing, mm -hmm. was so I was so gifted because it was, I can still, I got to come back and honor balance and ebb and flow of that energy and that vitality in the phases and stages of my life and be generous with myself in those phases and stages of what the definition of vitality is. But also know that degeneration happens mm -hmm. and we, we go backwards if we're not going forwards. Right. There's no stop in the middle. So it's a, a process, process and a decision to, to not sprint forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't push myself too much. I think you said something essential there too, which I um, resonate with, which is balance. Like I think the older I get, you know, really young, um, <laughs> I think the more I recognize the balance of it too, right? Like yeah. it's not just, um, yes, physically, I think everyone goes through a process of like, hey, I want to be physically vital and it's easier right you kind of bounce back faster and if you do injure yourself it doesn't lay you up for months or years typically um so there's more resilience potentially um though you don't necessarily know things on the same mental emotional level where you can say hey i'm a vital human just i think part of you just haven't experienced enough yet to necessarily get to those same depths or understanding but the more that i see as I get older, the more I recognize it's actually the balance in all of those aspects brings overall vitality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's actually recognizing my emotional needs. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing when I'm mentally done and I need a break. Yeah. It's, you know, recognizing I need to move my body every day yeah. in some capacity um, because it makes me feel good. Not, not for physique or a form, but because I want to be continually being able to move my body for my whole life. I want to be climbing those mountains, you know, in 40 years. And that does, you know, that's consistency to create that vitality, that physical memory that, you know, then it's, your body has more capacity and resilience. I think, I think one of the things though that we often maybe overlook is the financial vitality mm. because Inevitably, if we are failing in one of those aspects, everything else is going to be affected. So if we're stressed about money, or maybe our beliefs around money, that's affecting our mental health, that's affecting our emotional health. Maybe we don't feel that we have enough time to exercise or to be active. So maybe we're compromising ourselves and the self-care decisions we're making. So I think it's interesting because I think vitality 
is expressed in every way. And also, when we do better in those areas, it's a ripple effect, both positive and negative, right? So it can have a negative impact, but also when we're having more abundance and we're feeling, um, you know, that we're taking care of our emotional needs, our mental needs, our physical needs, naturally our relationships are better, right? We're, we're just more grounded, we're more centered, we're not as reactive. I think there's it's really the balance of them all, which I'm learning, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not perfect in all of them. Um, what? Really? Yeah, it's a process. What? We're all in um, and learning to what is balance, and it's not again a definition of a certain goal of success. It's more like the recognition of what is balance look like to me, right? Like working 80 hours a week to achieve some financial goal is not vitality. I was going to say too, so I'm just thinking of a few people that I love and care about and myself too. Um, Vitality or accomplishing or having vitality is also getting rid of things that are in the way of vitality. You know, like, like getting out of a relationship that is necessary to let that energy and that vitality, that clarity, that whatever also and or changing your food, getting rid of things, getting like letting go of things that are in the way of that vitality, belief systems, ideas um, that are stopping me from receiving so true. that vitality of life, that li- that life, that living, that energy that can come towards me. It's not just going after it. It's not just creating it. It's actually being available for it. Um, and getting rid of the things that are in the way of being available for it. Isn't that so important what you just said? That so many times we think, oh yeah, I need more vitality. We automatically think we gotta add something to our life. Mm-hmm. Oh, now that means I have to get up at 6 a.m. and work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When actually it might be you need to get rid of something in your life so you have more space and time and capacity to do that. Whether it's change your schedule, get rid of some distraction, Maybe there's something that you're hanging on to. Maybe maybe it's a job, a relationship. Maybe just like a, something that you've always done that's just really not necessary. Or, you know, if we think about all the requirements of ourselves, how much of those do we actually really feel purposeful and desire to do? And which ones are we just doing because we've always done them? Not, maybe that desire has shifted. Maybe that... Um, level of commitment that you've had around it could be a volunteer role it could be um, you know some obligation that you've committed to where you're just like ah, that you know I was really joyful at one point but but I'm ready to move on and it's maybe keeping me from other things that I'm that I want to be focusing on to achieve that balance so I think it's important to think that it's not always about adding because I know a lot of times when I feel inspired by something I'm like oh it's just one more thing I have to do when it's actually the opposite. It's like, well, actually, what if there's one less thing you need to do right now that will give you balance? What if it's like giving yourself permission to say, I'm gonna change things, the way I do them, how I do them. And it doesn't mean your whole life has to go upside down. It might be simple things. So I'm gonna get a little bit more vulnerable for both you and I right now. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. So what I'm noticing, just so you guys know, we I would normally turn off camera and the audio on this to say, hey, Alana, this is what we're doing right now. I think we should change this. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a good Let, point. We'll, it's a great <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. Everything that we're talking about is great. At the same time, I want to stop teaching. Mm-hmm. I want to just talk. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because that's actually what this is for. Like, let's forget that people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forgetting. Yes. I'm getting into teaching, talking, whatever. And I'm like, where am I right now? I'm actually, I'm, I'm here with you. I want to I get into, actually, yeah. let's just chat about it, yeah. right? You know, forget that we're trying to teach this. We don't need to teach no, it. We don't true. need to teach it. Because I'm like, huh, this feels a little scripted for me. Even though the information's yeah. right. I'm like, no. Why am I not sharing the other stuff? You know, and I'm not giving a shit whether or not it sounds right or not. Whatever. Anyway. Um, we're back on. <laughs> Side note. Side note. Uh, anyway, I think... Uh, you know, and I mean, we don't, I mean, this, this topic can actually get, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. What, what would be some, like, tell me some of the things that you would, you would change to increase vitality in your life. Oh, I'm already, I've just made that decision. Yeah. Um, just this last month. I started with changing my schedule, like, in terms yeah. of when I start, but I'm actually, I've reduced my hours again to work three days a week. It, like patients in the office so I have two days to focus on some of the things one to have like a mental health emotional health day for more personal things mm-hmm. and then a day for the things that I'm feeling inspired in that I'm not having time to do mm-hmm. um, which again I think that's the hard part is it feels right now like a financial sacrifice mm-hmm. and I can get when you get stuck in that sense of like well this is the way it is and this is it's the only way I'd pay my bills or this is the only mm-hmm. way so then it feels like my oh it's just, right so it's hard to give yourself permission to make that decision mm-hmm. but True. I'm really like trusting that it not only is it not a sacrifice that nothing's nothing is going to change in my financial world even though I am actually working quote unquote less on the, what I would call the day to day because the other things that I want to do and I'm feeling inspired and have potential to create that mm-hmm. but is vulnerable it's freaking yeah, vulnerable yeah, yeah. The change. it's the unknown right it's it like might or might not, not show go. up but I just I think I think the most important part about that though and I guess this is the trusting is again where are we guided you know, we've got to trust that guidance and let go of that we need to know and that the con- we talked about that, the control. You know, so in the vulnerability of letting that, that hey, i gotta le- I got to take this out of here to leave space mm-hmm. more for something to come in mm-hmm. to create more. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and or just, yeah, create more. We, we don't want to go backwards. Right. But to create more. But in that space of, opening up that space to let more come in that's that vulnerability piece and and the unknowing but where the grounding and the peacefulness comes from is I trust that I'm not it Mm -hmm. I trust that that fill-in has just been waiting for me to give it space yeah it's waiting for me giving yeah huge surrender to that process yes yeah um it's it's just take it's something you know and this is my process it takes all of us time to get to the place where we're comfortable, really. It's not because anybody's limiting me. Mm-hmm. I'm just limiting myself. Mm-hmm. But comfortable where I can say, I just have to see where that goes, where right? Goes. I mean, Trust. I guess, you know, the part is it, 
could I always go back to what I'm doing currently? Sure. But I also know that the, the requirement is for me to move forward. I have to be willing to sometimes let go of the things that I think. Like sometimes I do it, like I'm doing one thing and then I'm, I'm trying to manifest something else and I'm doing it at the same time. And then that's obviously compromising me and my energy and all those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, when this one takes over, then I can let go of this one when the truth is this can never take over. If you don't let go of the first Until I yeah. let go of this. So that's where I'm like, yeah. I got to step away you know, to some degree on this part, so I have not just more capacity, but there's more energetic space for that to come to me. Well, it's constantly where I'm at in the business part, consulting, venture capital part of what I decide to do, you know, constantly saying, vetting new projects, vetting new opportunities, vetting new relationships, do I ha is the time spent based on what I would need to do to cultivate that? Mm -hmm going to compromise what I'm doing and compromise the space I need to bring to bring that to fruition um, and it's crazy vulnerable I mean I've been doing this for a long time and it's not and there's spaces and places in my life where I was like whoops uh, left the space nothing filled in shit mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um, and or something did fill in that took me down a direction or a path that I was like oh, okay unexpected unexpected which was a gift and whatever right so I think coming back to that surrender piece of how do we ground ourselves in trusting that that I'm not in control the it isn't up to me and for me one of the biggest things is I've got to remember that I'm I don't have a soul's purpose I have many. My desire, my purpose, my desires, like people's like, oh, find your life purpose. Oh, figure out your life purpose. I'm like, I got 17,000 purposes. There's a couple fundamental. And the only reason why I know the fundamentals is because they've just shown up right. in the majority of what it is that I've done over the years. So when I try to ground myself in trusting that empty space, it's me reconnecting to, oh, right, what has been the base foundation of what it is that I've done, and how can I align myself with something that would have those things in most it? Most connected to. Right, most connected to. Um, do those things make my make me money? Sometimes no. Oops. Yeah. You know, do they cost me money? Sometimes yes. yes. They yeah. do, right? But i got to just trust that. And... And the more I've trusted that, the more I've moved away from that, the harder life has been. The more I've moved towards trusting that innate, intuitive, I got to go do this, people think I'm crazy, or not, or even just I think I'm crazy, or not. Um, it always works out way better than I could ever have planned it. I'm, in all of the experiences I've had so far in my life, when I look back and I go, I'm in awe of this, it's been when I've done that. There are stuff in my life right now where I've got major resistance and I've got some things to clean up. I've got some financial goals. I've got debt that I want to I want to get rid of completely forever. And, and I want what's coming in to be able to replace my efforts. But I don't... It's not up to me to control that, right? What I need to do is constantly ground myself in... 
relinquishing that control, well, no letting it go. And I think there's an element, well, and you said, um, how do you get to that point? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can feel more graceful, and sometimes, I mean, I can speak for myself, <laughs> but there's times where I'm like, oh, like, I really have to get into the discomfort, like, where it's, like, kind of pounding me, life, and I'm like, why is this not shifting? Why is this not changing? And then sometimes where, you know, like, and I'm the type of person, oh, what can I be doing different? And I'm trying to analyze the situation or, um, trying to, analyze. What, right. What can, how can I show up differently when, when it, when you actually surrender, to, like you almost got to get fed up yeah. to the point of like, yeah, yeah I, I actually can't control this. Yeah. And so, the release isn't because all of a sudden your life changes. The release is, hmm, I can't, I, there's no point in me not stressing about it, but like making this thing that I have to change and control and manipulate, like whatever that we're in our mind trying to contrive to make a certain goal happen when we actually just recognize. And sometimes, like I said, it takes to like that point of total frustration where we're like, why can't I shift this? Mm -hmm where we actually move into a place of surrendering of, and letting go of the fact that I don't get to decide. It's actually not my decision. <laughs> Here's a perfect example. I'm throwing you under the bus right yeah. now. It's <laughs> shocker. Because I know you will tell me too. <laughs> Is, uh, so Lana and I are bombing around this beautiful place that you'll, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have to figure out on your own. Yeah. But... Um, and this is actually really fun because we haven't spent this amount of time. Now, I've actually, we've lived in very close vicinities. Literally, me and her driveway and her camper trailer while I was yes. <laughs> in her and Rob's transitions, yeah. transitions, buying a house. And it wasn't actually coming through mm -hmm. on time. I'm like, hey, can I stay at your house? Yes, but we have guests. Can you stay in a camper trailer? Sure. <laughs> I nice love it. It's awesome. Works so great. Um, again, moving out of my house. I'm you know moving away for the winter I got a few events to go to can I stay in your yes. upgraded camper trailer yeah that's right <laughs> anyway point is we've been in the vicinity of each other and actually still had to schedule time to yes. be together so here we are um week. right and we've been here now I think for three four days mm -hmm. uh, yeah for three four days one of the things that I'm noticing about you that I didn't get a chance to notice before because mm -hmm. is and it's a question as to whether or not she has a hard time, you have a hard time relinquishing control or if you're just hyper detailed and or if you're hyper interested in all the details and all the things. Because I said to her, hey, show up. I've got some things planned out. And she said, you said to me, you said to me, oh, I'm so excited about, you know, just letting that go and yeah. following your lead. Mm -hmm. And here I am. And you're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> not you're doing great. I have done, I've done pretty good. Yeah. And here's right. the thing. You are someone I trust to be able to take the lead absolutely and contribute and so on, right? But one of the things I've noticed, too, is, is the interjection of um, is it a need to know because you want to feel like you're in, you're in control or relinquishing that control and just letting things flow, flow. So what do you think that is? Well, yeah, what do you think? I know we talked about the other day. I think, I think it's a bit of a few things. Yeah. I think there's probably an element I am very detail orientated, so I like details. Um, 
just because that's where my brain goes. Like, I, I'm just in the details. Very true. Um, yeah, very so true. there's an innate part of like, oh, I don't know that detail. What, what would that be? That's so true. You're asking. So it's, it's more out of the curiosity, the interest, <laughs> than, uh, oh, no, we should do this instead. Like, I don't think it's a matter of I want to control anyone else's world. Yeah. But probably underneath that is a sense of when I know what's happening, when I plan, when I have an idea of what's happening, then I feel more in control of myself. Mm. Okay. So I don't think it's because I want to control like the happenings. Mm-hmm. It's more so that I feel, which I think is human nature. We often want to know. Um, we want certainty, right? We want to say, okay, so yeah. So it's there's true. I mean, there is. There, I think it's maybe it's not. I know people that it's not human nature to be honest. Like I do know. I mean, it's part of my nature too. And the cool thing is me asking you these questions. I'm like, okay, she can turn this on me in two seconds. And then I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, what are my answers? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. But part of it is um, maybe, and this is for me too, again, you're just saying it makes me feel more in control for me. The question is, why do you feel out of control personally? Like, what, what is the necessity to even do that with yourself? Is is a good con- right. it's a good question, you know? And I'm like, hmm, why? Do- Probably so, because I always have, have been. I don't think it's necessarily have had a to requirement. So, yeah, have had to well, be in control of yourself. Being control, no, like um, be the one who's in control, or having to figure things out, or having to have a plan, or so. What so if it when you're used to being in that space, it's probably harder to. I always go back to chicken and the egg. So, what came first, having to be in control, or being, or being, um, what would it be? So not. Well, it doesn't really matter because either way, consciously or unconsciously, I'm manifesting. But that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what really I mean. Matter which the, is the beauty, the beauty of going, hey, that's me doing it. It's an unconscious behavior that's showing up. Is that good for me? Is that something beneficial? Is it helpful for me in my life, my relationships, my future, my whatever? Um, well, and I would say it depends on the circumstance. Okay. Like, obviously here. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. don't need to. Yeah. But there's times when we need to be aware of what's going on around us for ourselves to be able to make What do decisions. you think made you feel unsafe? Nothing. In your early years, that made you feel like you internally had to be in control. Because I know where things in my life, and again, I mean, mm. I've done a bunch of work, hypnotherapy and, you know, for sure, uh, journeys and so on, to, to just let that show up if it needed to. I think it was by example. Okay. It was more of a learned behavior. Okay. Um, okay. Meaning my parents. Yep. Very much. generationally oh I see so watching them yeah, and then totally you going hey that's how you feel safe yes okay that, that's um, yeah like a like all of us like yeah. learned behaviors growing yeah. up yeah. believing that that's actually the way the world works yeah right so I wouldn't necessarily there was you know an area where I feel unsafe yeah. that I was required to be in control it was more of this is what I witnessed yeah that this is the way you engage in the world. Yeah. Um, so okay. like a learned behavior. Okay. For me, it was actually that I felt unsafe. That I was put in circumstances 
that I felt unsafe. Whether that was too young on a motorbike, that's great. I learned how to actually adapt to it and whatever. Or, you know, being thrown in the lake and learn, that's how you learn to swim. That kind of thing. You know, it was sort of like at that those impressionable ages. Um, and or, I mean, just, um, you know, somebody walking into the room, parents, whatever, walking into the room and, and it being explosive from an anger perspective. Ooh, I right. feel unsafe. Right. So for me, that's the process of, hey, I've got to manage me. Right. I've got to manage my environment. I've got to manage things. And then over the years going, hey, wow, that's a piece of what I brought with me into my right. 20s and 30s and whatever. And all right, well, do I want that? Is that healthy for me? Does that feel good? Blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, just well, uh, and I think that's where perfectionism comes from. Too. True. Which I've done many years of work on that, um, and still not perfect. <laughs> Look at There's you. There's the irony. Though. There's yeah. the irony. <laughs> Look at you admitting it. Uh, Amazing. But that's that's you know that's is part of you know if if the focus of needing to be perfect which really is the perception of other people of you, then obviously you're going to try and control as much of the environment as you possibly can because how people perceive you, you don't have control over. So if I control the environment as much as I can, the, it, the delusion is that then I will control how they feel. Yeah. Um, so there's, I would say it's a direct tie of those things too, which again for me is 100% a learned behavior uh, growing up. Not necessarily because I was told I needed to be perfect, but I certainly felt more supported, loved, encouraged when I was. When you're doing great at things, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. what a what a gift though to be. I'll t I'll say this though. I mean, there's gifts and nemesis of all of it, but what a gift also to be encouraged to try, to go for it, to push for it, to right. There's there's so many gorgeous things about the way that we both grew up right. in being encouraged. Hey, you're good at it. Hey, you're independent. Right. Hey, you can go for it. You can yes. be first. Right. You can do do right. well. You can get that degree. You can be the doctor. You can mm -hmm. whatever. You can do whatever you want. Crystal, go. You know, right. you are strong enough. You know, thankfully that was a huge part of all of that too. Yeah. The and again, it's it's such a fun process of going. This container of vulnerability, because I want to go back to where am I at right now in terms of receiving? Mm -hmm. Because it's the, the getting, the accomplishments, the going for it, the whatever, the the vulnerability, the opposite of that that I'm, I'm looking for at this point in my life is where do I get to chill out? Mm -hmm. Where do I get to be in reception of love, money? Mm -hmm. So let's Support talk about that relationship. You are on a journey right now. True. So, I threw myself into yeah, the fire. Yeah, you just did. I totally you did. just did. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been an injury. I, I yeah. So tell so these last six months, where is a the vitality of what of which I know you're, you know, creating mm -hmm. uh, the vulnerability, the um, surrendering. Where where is yeah. that in this process? Where am I at in this process? Yeah, like where, what have you learned? What is, what? Oh, so far. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're in it. It's a process. True. So what oh. are you? Great. So I think part of it is, I mean, I think the biggest part of the process was actually before I even initiated was going, wow, I'm going to actually consciously do that. But part of it was that I can't not do it. I know that 
where I'm at in my life at the time was I need to continue to pursue avenues, resources, whatever, from a business perspective, from a financial perspective, and then mostly at the time, where's home um, that is safe, that is vital, that is resourceful, that is easy, not just for me. So can you share what that is? Like meaning, obviously, what what are you doing? Like, like what have you done? Well, I sold I sold everything. Yeah. I moved out of my house. I have. Um, we got a party going on just then. <laughs> so we're having a party. Actually, we need wine. That's what we need. Yes, we do. <laughs> forgot that one in the car. Yeah. Sold my house. It's true. We forgot to grab it. We'll have it in the next video. Um, uh, so then I packed up all my stuff, downsized everything, put a two-bedroom apartment into storage, uh, put my, have my great friend storing my car, Alana and Rob let me live in their house for a month while I went to weddings and so on and that. I went to the Bahamas to um, follow up project, projects, fight, yeah. <laughs> fight, like this venture capital project that I was doing. Sorry, I don't know if these people behind us are coming through on the video, but let's just listen to their conversation. <laughs> um, and so then I, um, that, well, my, the intention was to be there for the winter, just kind of come and go from there to figure out again, where is it that I want to be and where can I set up a spot that my friends and family can, can come at some point if they choose to. And, uh, Bahamas went short on that, and then uh, gifted opportunities with my girlfriends who live live in the U.S. Stayed with Carrie for a couple weeks in Texas. I mean, and these are places that are sovereign in terms of what's going on in the world right now. There's a lot more freedom there. There's a lot more option and choice and whatever. So, going there, I blows my mind that my girlfriends are actually in these places. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't. But you're living the part of, like, I mean, from a vulnerability, you're living the part of what a lot of us talk about is, oh, you know, we'll just sell all our stuff and, you know, go figure it out. Yeah. And you're in that. Like, you're in the process. Of, like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like not having a home. Yeah. I really don't. It's, I'm never doing this to myself again. <laughs> never. Um, and I'm grateful that I have had environments that actually feel like home that I can be in. Um, and part of it is being there for them and then also being gifted by it to be there there where I am for me. What does is, what is home provide for you that you don't have right now? Oh, man, consistency, stability. Um, I would say like a quiet, clean, consistent um, sanctuary type yeah. of environment. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Because my home... For me, and over the, all the years, no matter who was living in it or not, was always my safe place. It was always my grounding. It was always where I got to relax and not think, and let things come through. And which is, I think, important. Like having yeah. a sanctuary, even if it's a room. Yes. <laughs> like and, you know, home might be a bedroom for right. somebody. And it has been at yeah. times for me yeah. in the past too. I mean, the last ten years, or actually no, probably longer. Fifteen years. I've always had twenty years. I've always had a home, but. It's been shared, too. So, you know, I've had roommates and uh, suites and rentals right. and so on. But um, 
part of that, the home part, is stability, reliability, mm-hmm. consistency, quiet, surrender, safe, right. those things. Um, so, from that place, I can be adventurous, I can be inspired, I can take risks, I can be more free come here. and go. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm out here doing, is going, what I didn't know before I went on this voyage is, where is that place other than where I'm at? Not where am I, it's not in Canada, it's, uh, and I really, I've out, if I'm ever in Canada, it's always in Kelowna, but um, where is it elsewhere? And I mean, for years, I just want, I was like, okay, that's enough, I'm going to spend my winter somewhere else. So that's basically what that is. At this, in the least, this is setting up home somewhere else that's not cold, you know. So is there areas in your life from a vitality perspective that you, like, where, what areas do you feel like you need to grow the most in? Or that you are in this process maybe developing or seeking or, or do you feel like it's your, you have that balance where? No. What's, what's your feeling on that? I'd say, I'll say where I'm good. Where I'm good is I really have a good, a really good system or habits, no matter where I'm at, at taking care of my physical health, also my mental health. I have some pretty good boundaries that I've set up in my life of, hey, this is what I need. Um, and if it goes awry, I know how to pull myself back from that. Uh, spiritually, um, I think I can have a little bit more consistency in, in connecting to that a little bit um i get distracted and i forget financially and in my career is is where i'm really excited to get some dig dig my heels in and it's probably been my biggest nemesis my whole life is um being a serial entrepreneur and being and having to self-fund and and like i was saying to you before is i'm done with the feast of famine like i make a whole bunch of money and i'm doing really well at these projects and i take on stuff and then i I'll spend too much time on something that I'm excited about that never goes anywhere, and there I am back again. And, right. And so that is actually where I'm at right now. I'm, and here's, I think, where the shift is, is I'm not chasing it anymore. I'm actually in a position where it's coming to me, finally. I'm like, and part of what has changed in me, where it's actually coming to me and it's getting easier the financial abundance is getting easier. The capab- the belief and idea around mm. being able to be free of financial burden and being able to have more passive, easy, manageable income coming in no matter where I'm at. Why it's starting to come my way a little bit more is with ease is because I'm figuring out this recepti- receptivity. I'm figuring out how to just be in receiving. Let I'm go not of re- trying to do it all. Uh, not so much do it all, no. Because I'm good with working hard and doing it in the flow. Um, but what actually, is it that's allowing you to receive? What it? What do you think shifted? Trusting what I was just saying earlier is actually trusting that I don't have to have control. Man, I've had experiences just in the last two three months, financially, of holy shit! I didn't. All I did was got up, connected to spirit in the ways that I do, which is journaling, maybe it's a jog, maybe it's, I don't meditate like normal people meditate. I can't sit, put my knee, <laughs> hands on my knees and yeah. do om, I just can't. So I'll do yoga or whatever. 
Um, but truthfully, I think just sitting and asking, like having a chat with my guides, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, and saying, you're welcome to guide me. I don't know the shit. And I'm listening. And I'm going to just literally take your steps, not mine. And that's been a big shift Huge. in all of a sudden someone will phone up and something will happen where the, the money started coming in on a project that I was working on forever or or a joint venture partnership shows up or, or meetings show up. I'm like, wow, okay. And the crazy thing is that I forget to do that every day. Like even when we were walking down the, to the beach here today, I literally said, please guide me. Just please guide me. I'm good. I'm listening. Because I forget to do it. I get distracted by life. I get distracted by being a human being. I get distracted by relationships. I get distracted by environments. And I just literally forget to that process of it. So what I'm really looking forward to, um, like all the other cool habits that I've really done as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a, a you know, a friend, ideally, in the way that I want to have friendships, is establish a really good foundation of habits in that. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why that I'm grateful to be in the environment that I that I'm in right now is when you're in environments like this, you don't have to think about survival. You don't have to think about where you're next. Staying warm. Definitely Staying don't warm. Have to think about that. Because <laughs> where back home right now is snowing, so it's we've not heard. warm. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. A few people are like, hey, you guys are, you know, not missing much. Check out the snow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, being in an environment that, environments that are easy. Mm -hmm. Literally, walk out the door, you don't have to think about what you're wearing, what you're not wearing. Things, yeah. Where's your good water? Where's your mm -hmm. good food? Where's your supplements? Where's right. your, where's good the other things? So it's so important. So important. And so, getting in it. Yeah. Like being able to get in yeah. good water that grounds you, mm -hmm. that brings you closer to the earth, that gives you right. the nature, energetic. To me it's nature, being yeah. connected. And yeah. I feel most grounded when I'm in nature. Even more so when I think getting in the ocean, which is great, but or a lake. But when I'm in trees and you just smell that fresh, like after a rain, oh, it's just like a zero break in. We are in Hawaii. If nobody's yes, figured that out yet, <laughs> and this is yeah the first love of my life. I came here when I was 21, and I was like, "What is this feeling in me? Mm -hmm. it, what's it's not? What is this place? It's what is this place reminding me of? Mm -hmm. This first time I ever was like." whoa okay I know myself um so coming here being in these environments even just going on the being in the jungle and going on the hikes yeah. and being in this environment it's so peaceful um it speaks to pe to me mm -hmm. it speaks to me yeah on an energetic uh in an energetic way that no other place on the planet has ever spoke to me ever yeah. it's just so easy and it's, aside from it being easy, like from a U.S. perspective and a cultural perspective and whatever, there's something about the land here that, and, the, and the places here. So from that place. Well, and I can say even if, you know, you don't have the opportunity to live in a place like this or be in a place like this for a very long period of time, just being here for a week, um, you know, to be able to get out of our element sometimes, to have time to reflect and think and recognize like what am I doing well am I not doing well yeah. where do I like it's hard to have perspective when you're in it right so I mean it's 
there's a, a gift in being in an environment that really lends to that. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be a place you live. Yeah. I mean, great if it can be. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of scenarios that we can create that allows us to create that atmosphere of, okay, if I didn't have to worry about the basic things, mm -hmm. which usually means I don't have to, like, get up and do something or participate or go to work or, like, you have a, a period of time, that's when you can really reflect and have an opportunity to figure out, like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly lots of those thoughts in any time I'm away, but definitely this week of, okay, like, where... What what am I what am I doing that's good? Like I think sometimes we're always like, what's wrong? What am I doing that's good right now? What do I feel good in in my life? My kids and my my husband and my family and my career. Like what are the things that I am grateful for? And then what are some of the areas that maybe I'm not um, living my most vital life? Like I think time is always my nemesis. Um, and I say that, I mean, obviously that can reflect a lot of things, but time only because time will often be a, the excuse of why I don't allow certain like spiritual vitality for me. It's, it's a big thing like, oh, that's going to take time. And I forget that it can be as simple as I'm sitting in my car and I'm praying. Yeah. Or I'm walking down the path and saying, Hey God, I just want to show up here with you. Yeah. Or I'm on my walk because I'm doing my hikes anyways. And I'm. Like those things that I forget that it's like, oh yeah, just invite him to come with me here. Exactly. It's an invitation. Um, you know, and it's not having to be a big dialogue. It can be just an experience. Um, and so, like I said, the simplicity of, oh yeah, I can do that. I don't have to set carve it out another 30 minutes in my no. day to make sure I, you know, read the Bible and I've, whatever, I've prayed and I've sat with God and meditated and like there's um I think spiritually for me that's one of the areas that I'm I'm lacking but I think it when I say time that can show up in a number of areas where oh I don't have enough time to make this appointment or to, you know do you think do you think you create time constraints to keep you safe to let to keep you from being vulnerable in ways like it's not. I don't. This is a question. I don't know if I see that in you, but I guess yeah. I, because sometimes, it's a barrier. Mm -hmm. It's an. It's a very convenient barrier, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just wondering if it's an unconscious barrier for you to keep yourself safe. Maybe that's. That doesn't just feel that no. way. Yeah. It feels more like. I'm constantly needing to prioritize. How I spend my time. Um, and so there's, you know, and that's when you wear lots of different hats mm -hmm. and lots of different roles. And really, I, I feel like for myself, taking time for myself, you know, both from a physical perspective and from an emotional, mental perspective, I'm pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. And that's a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I'm really not one that. I'm not a sit in front of Netflix forever. Like, no. I'm not that kind of person. It's literally like, okay, of all the things, which is the most important priority? Mm -hmm. And what are the things that, like, to me, again, it speaks more to, like, how do I do this simply? Like, it's not adding all the time, but it's actually... More efficient. Yeah. More effective. Decrease. Exactly. Decreasing. Let go. Yeah, letting decreasing. go. And that's part of the surrendering of, 
Yeah. Like even how much mental space we hold to try and figure shit out that's not ours to figure out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like even that's like a distraction of, oh, I don't, what if I wasn't catching myself having those stupid thoughts all the time and I could just focus on, hey, God, show up with me right now and let me be present. I'm um, glad you said that because actually that was my... In all of your beautiful verbalizing, your detailed, hyper-detailed analytical stuff, I actually wondered how much of that is actually a distraction for you to not hear, mm-hmm. like to not actually hear the guidance. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's, yeah, an unconscious. Yeah, unconscious exactly, for always. Sure. Um, but that's why I've recognized for me too, it is an, it's a, actually a requirement that I have I remove myself from my life consistently mm-hmm. for even a period of time because mm-hmm. when I don't that's when we get into the, the you know unconscious rigmarole mm-hmm. and it's only when I'm like wait step out a minute reflect mm-hmm. like look at this reevaluate okay come back in with with conscious intention mm-hmm. um, yeah make our me, choices like I think yeah. when we're even though when we're busy, we'll give an excuse reason why we can't do that. It's actually an essential requirement to live in a life of a lot of requirement from you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we are all going to default to the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Always. True. Of course. It's, it's become survival, not mm-hmm. thriving. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Am I... Um, well, I think I hate using the word busy. Yeah. Oh, how's it going? I I'm hate bu- saying that I'm busy, mm-hmm. even though sometimes it's absolutely it's true. true. Yeah, true. Um, I don't like saying it because I feel like, well, that's a choice. Yeah. I don't have to be busy. Yeah. So then I'm out, you know, okay, what do I need to let go of here? How do I be more present? What do I, you know, and when you're driven and have goals and all those things, it's, it's this constant balance, right? Yeah. Um, the less is more. Yeah. Sometimes I think to the answer, not maybe not for you, but the answer for some people, including me at one point in my life, was I'm busy meant I'm unavailable. Right. Um, and that was just my really awesome default Code. answer. Code word. Was I'm busy means I'm unavailable, but I don't want to tell you why, and I right. don't want to give the excuses, and I don't want to hurt you, and I'm not interested in being honest, and I'm going to actually right. just say, I'm busy. I've been busy. It's good. Yeah. You know, it's good. Now, like as a justification for yeah, for not connecting, not connecting. Not connecting yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. where if I was to be honest at those points, it was hey, my priority is me, my choice is I don't really feel like cultivating a relationship with you, whoever's asking me, or <laughs> or not um, interested, not, not interested, not priority, yeah. or whatever. Oops, you know. So, mm-hmm. but internally, thankfully, I can look at that and go, I'm not busy, mm-hmm. but what is that, mm-hmm. and do I want to continue to use the word, the excuse, busy, as that barrier? Or do I want to just cultivate authenticity in that relationship? Do I right. move towards that? Do I move towards... Right. And that could be relationship in business, relationship in, right. in my primary relationships that I don't have right now. <laughs> um, that's a whole yes. other podcast. Yes. Um, yet. <laughs> the king is out there somewhere. <laughs> I actually have talked about that so much that I actually had... I think it was Dakota... Dakota says, she, uh, somebody bought me at, who did, they bought me, who was that? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't remember right now. Somebody watching this right now. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, or listening. Yeah. Um, it was, 
I think it was Dakota, bought me a cup that was a king and a, a king cup or a king and queen cup. Yeah. Anyway, that your king is on his way at some point. I know. Oh, she, I think it was yeah. her. She's like, I know he's. I know he's around the corner. And just, saying. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I'm very available for that receptivity at this point. That's I wasn't right. at one point, but I am so. I'm good. I'm going to do it differently this time. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we'll wrap this one beach. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. So this cool. is so good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'm grateful for yeah. whoever has decided to chime in and listen to us banter on a beach somewhere in the tropics, <laughs> you know. Hopefully they get to imagine this for fun. themselves yeah, and right. that they get to be inspired for whatever. But I'm really grateful that. So grateful mm -hmm. that here we are. Yeah. We did it. Good job. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Long time coming. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned for the next one. I think this is a wrap on this one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you.